Okay, hit it, Terry. Hello, hello, hello. It is I, your host, your friend, Mortimer Magic Main. Welcome to the Treehouse Lounge for another episode of our podcast, Tracks from the Treehouse Lounge with yours truly. I'm happy to report that it's another beautiful day here in the lounge, 240 feet up off of the forest floor. And so we are pretty high. In fact, even to be in the lounge, you just gotta be high. So that's one of the things that we do. We stay high off the ground and we just enjoy life and we can sit back with a drink and some conversation in person or virtual as we check out the record collection. So here we go today, another nice surprise, pulling out first, the first A, our first A record. And uh, guess what? I had two copies of it, two almost identical copies of ACDC's phenomenal Back in Black. So I have a lot to say about ACDC and I'm pretty sure I have at least five or six of their records in the collection. So we are going to be talking about ACDC for a bit uh, as we move forward. But I wanted to talk about, uh, actually, I I guess my roots, my roots with ACDC, where I really started off. And I was thinking about it. And I think I pinpointed when I became a fan, uh, somewhere around 1991, where the movie Highway to Hell starring uh, Chad Lowe, Rob Lowe's younger brother, and my major crush, Christy Swanson, who I didn't even really know I had a major crush on yet. She was the uh, female lead. And I don't know if you've ever seen the movie, but uh, it's about, I guess, this couple that, you know, drive their car into hell. And the devil was in it. And from that movie, I learned that Beezlebub was another name for the devil. And I thought that was pretty cool, and I liked that. And of course, the song Highway to Hell uh, was you know, featured heavily on the soundtrack. So there it was for me after that. I was like, yeah, ACDC, these Highway to Hell guys, sounds pretty cool to me. So anyways, um, Back in Black is the album I pulled out. 50 million copies sold worldwide, an estimated amount, which makes it one of the best-selling albums in music history. Uh, interesting to note, the something I found out today, Back in Black is actually ACDC's seventh studio album, uh, which I thought was pretty crazy because um, I knew that they, you know, it wasn't their first album, but uh, to my mind, it would have been uh, a, major, a major breakthrough for them. I think, uh, I don't know, maybe it's just my opinion, but for the, uh, for the North American market anyways. So, Back in Black came out in 1980, which was only one year after the Highway to Hell album came out, uh, which was released in 1979, which some sources say is really the first commercially successful ACDC record, uh, which is interesting, but I mean, geez, like that was the song that got me, right? Highway to Hell. But that was the last album that featured Bon Scott as the singer because that guy got so drunk one night that he actually died. (laughs) R.I.P. Bon Scott um, and the party life. And then so I guess a lot of ACDC fans will know that of course they carried on after Bon Scott's death and they ended up going with Brian Johnson 
who is currently uh, the singer, you know, decades later, if, if they're still considered a band today. I think they are. I think they're still releasing some horrible, um, redundant, just crap, generic ACDC music. But uh, when Back in Black came out, it, re it really was a revelation. First of all, that they were able to find a suitable replacement for Bon Scott, who was already a rock star in his own right. Uh, and the replacement was able to sing their previously existing um, catalog with no problems. If you, if you compare the voices of the two and the performing styles, it's, it's pretty similar, shockingly similar actually. And then the fact that the album was written by the young brothers, Angus and Malcolm, and Brian Johnson. So this guy stepped, Brian Johnson stepped onto the scene. He's crushing it in the live performances and he's crushing it in the studio too helping write uh, some of these amazing songs. Songs that included, so track one, side one, Hell's Bells, um, which is pretty, pretty foreboding uh, track, uh, which is followed up by Shoot to Thrill, which is, I think, my favorite ACDC song of all time. And then you don't have Back in Black, that, you know, major tune coming out until track one on side two. And I thought uh, that was pretty interesting. And then, you shook me all night long uh also on on side two which was you know another gigantic hit so as i said before uh, estimated 50 million copies sold worldwide which is just mind-boggling okay here we go shoot to thrill my favorite acdc song this makes me think of being uh 16 17 years old and my friend keith's truck roaring down the highway and just blasting this one out and you know too many women, too many bills. I never really had a problem uh, paying bills, you know, in my whole life. But I definitely, the, having that problem of too many women, you know, that's that sounded good to me <laughs> at 16, 17. Okay, so here we go. Enjoy the track, one of my favorites.
on, right on, right on. Powerful stuff there, man. That one gets me, uh, gets me going. Wants me to get up on a horse or stomp on the gas or something like that. That's for sure. So what else is there to be said here? Okay, yeah. So as I mentioned before, Brian Johnson, the Young Brothers, went down to the Bahamas with pretty famous producer Mutt Lang, and then they banged out this album in uh, seven weeks down there, which must have been quite a time, quite quite the seven weeks, man. Um, recorded at Compass Studios. And uh, like I said, Mutt Lang, pretty legendary, worked with bands like The Cars, uh, Brian Adams, also groups like Maroon 5, and Michael Bolton. Um, and when uh, and I knew I knew that Mutt Lang was produced a lot of ACDC albums, including the Highway to Hell one, uh, which some have credited him with a lot of their their commercial breakout success. Uh, but it, it was interesting because I I just always thought this guy was cool because he worked with ACDC and was married to Shania Twain, uh, who's obviously a major babe uh, and uh, excellent talent and you know seems seems like a nice person, uh, but. After like 10 years of marriage, apparently he cheated on her. Mutt, Mutt cheated on Shania with Shania's best friend. So what the hell is that? Mutt? You know, maybe that's an appropriate nickname after all. Um, yeah, so last thing I wanted to say is that uh, last episode I referenced two live crew. Double Platinum Greatest Hits or whatever. Or no, Double Platinum, sorry, was the uh, Nastiest They Wanna Be album. Um, and I was doing a little bit more research and I realized that these uh, precious metals designations are just, they're all over the place and I think it has something to do with uh, population of the country. So uh, according to, you know, sources, in the UK, platinum means 300,000 records sold. In the US, it's 1 million. Um, in Canada, 1 million records sold is considered diamond, so you're not even in the metals anymore. Whereas in Spain, 50,000 copies sold will get you a gold record. And in New Zealand, um, platinum record, you only need 15,000 copies sold. So I was kind of like, what the heck is this? This is kind of weird. Anyways, I uh, hope you enjoyed the show today, the song. <laughs> Considering that uh, that album was, you know, pretty serious heavy metal that was considered heavy metal uh, back then. I just consider that some good old fashioned rock and roll. Anyways, uh, big shout out to Bon Scott, RIP. Shout out to Shania Twain, Brian Johnson. Man, did you ever uh, save the day? And uh, I'm gonna give a reverse shout out to Rob Lowe. Uh, Chad Lowe's older and more successful brother, but I think uh, kind of a jerk. <laughs> but hey, that's just what I think, and I could be wrong, of course. So with that, I will leave you to the rest of your day uh, going about your business, hopefully with a smile on your face, and I uh, hope you enjoyed the chance to rock out today. All right, see you tomorrow.